Today on the 40th episode of New Amsterdam Radio, we're talking about the rise and fall and rise of Dub Smash? Stick around. How's everyone doing out there in internet land? It's New Amsterdam Radio, hosted by me, Flobo Boys. This is where we take what's going around us in the world and try to extract that and transform that for creatives. I know you guys are working on your own projects and I'm telling myself I should work on my own as well. Uh, just a little insight into what I'm working on to make sure that you guys know that I'm just not speaking from the pulpit or on top of a glass tower or in my white castle. <laughs> Currently, I decided in 2020, I'm going to refocus on comedy. Comedy is always number one, but I really want to drill down and get more structured in my writing schedules and uh, being able to perform a lot more often in town. I kind of get in my own head sometimes, you know, with my other responsibilities and, and things I'm working on that I'll just say, hey, look, I'll just write today or hey, I'll watch a comedy special. But you have to do the work. And so I told myself, kicked myself in the butt. I slapped my own buttocks. And I said, I'm going to re- recommit on that. Uh, what's up, Flobo? The online blog vlog series, which if you listen to this on YouTube, it's probably in a recommended video on the right side of your screen. <laughs> it's been okay for me, man, being able to sit there and talk to uh, fans. I guess I have fans or people out there on the internet about things that are just going on in my life day to day, nuggets of wisdom, things that give me joy. Uh, it's all been great. And uh, the feedback has been great as well. So that's what I'm working on. Uh, what are you working on? Let me know uh, by following me over at Twitter, at Flobo Voice, on Instagram, at Flobito, flobito.com. And again, if you're the people that listen to this episode on YouTube via Spreaker, just uh, send me a comment. Let me know what you're working on. Let me know what most people who listen to the show, are you more into creation with your hands? Are you more into intellectual properties, things that are in your mind? Do you have a collab partner? Are you writing solo things? I am just dying to know, right? So today's episode is about Dub Smash, uh, an, an app that uh, had a bit of, uh, I don't know, can I say it was like the darling, you know, back in 2015, it really was something that uh, everyone was on and were lip syncing the songs and what happened to it, uh, why it disappeared, and what you can learn about its resurgence today. The inspiration for today's episode comes from an article uh, written today on TechCrunch. That's uh, TechCrunch.com. You should probably check it out uh, if you haven't already. Really outlining what happened uh, with the Dub Smash app. I remember uh, my friends being on it. I never got on the whole lip syncing thing. In fact, I'm on TikTok now, uh, and I still don't quite get it. You know, <laughs> the lip syncing thing, you know, or the play a song and I'm going to dance to it for likes. It's not really my vibe. And I was actually meeting with some colleagues this week over over dinner and they were rolling my eyes and that I had a TikTok and I didn't really uh, use the platform, but I was kind of at an impasse. I really wanted it to, to have it more unique, um, but I wasn't willing to do the lip sync thing. But I think I all know, and you should know as well, that Dub Smash did it first, right? It was you 
get a song, you'll sing to it, or you'll dance to it, or you would just, uh, just act a fool with voices or whatnot. And it was, uh, like the article in TechCrunch said, it really wasn't a network. It wasn't like Instagram where you can upload to Dub Smash in that sense and have a community and have followers. It was just kind of like a tool or an app where you can just do it and then put it on your social network, a little Dub Smash watermark, and show your friends, hey, look what I'm doing. It's a cool thing, but the thing is about good ideas and social media mechanics is that the big boys usually take it or it, it, it falls out of favor, I mean, like a meme, right? Remember when everyone was all about the memes? But this time, it's the last week of January, and uh, the meme that came out about a week and a half ago, the Dolly Parton Challenge, where you do a single image collage of four images of you in different looks and poses and says how you look like on Facebook, on Instagram, and LinkedIn, or Tinder, uh, that's already hitting its half-life, and it's only been around for about two weeks at this point. So the world moves fast. And when you have a tool like Dub Smash and lip syncing seems to be a very easy thing to replicate, it was only a matter of time before uh, it was either seen as a fad or it was co-opted into another app. It kind of reminds me of Snapchat, where Snapchat had stories, and you could add to your story. Uh, and when Instagram, an app with a large, larger pool and, dare I say, an easier interface to use in my old age, I really just aped that and, and wrote that into its own code. Uh, for a while there, it was like, well, what am I doing on Snapchat then? And, and of course, Snapchat had to go niche to survive, but there was a time where it was like, well, this is the end of Snapchat, <laughs> you know? And that's what kind of was with Dub, with Dub Smash. It was like, oh, that's kind of the end of Dub Smash. Uh, what's the purpose of this? It's a cool game, but I'm not really feeling it. And it looked like it was the end. And, and the article detail, details uh, having the original owners and coders uh, to really downsize and let people go and relocate to refocus their energy to make a brand new app from the ground up in this era where we think that we have it all figured out when it comes to social, right? We get our news and our hot takes from Twitter. We get our family, familial connections on Facebook. Uh, we get our booty photos and uh, brand ambassador work on Instagram. And there's a bunch of other outliers like Periscope from Twitter or Snapchat, like I said before. And then whatever, Feed, Vero, uh, all these random apps that are just there, LO, are still there, but no one really... Uh, thinks about them on the grand scale. I'm on social media. Check me out exclusively on Vero is something no one really says, right? <laughs> okay, who are we? So Dub Smash, right. Uh, having a, a resurgence now uh, and also as a tool and network and I can run concurrently um, with the market leader when it comes to lip syncing app activity, TikTok. In fact, it's number two according to the article in TechCrunch and I, I can only imagine that in this space where TikTok has gone from something that was kind of unheard of to a thing that was an older app called Musical.ly to uh, something that the kids were on, quote unquote, to now being the giant golden goose for brands to look cool to these kids to market their wares and political candidates and uh, booty shorts and flat tummy tees happened seemingly overnight. In fact, there was a point where I thought there'd be no other networks, social networks to, to use or exploit, but along came TikTok. And the fact that Dub Smash is now number two in that only means that there's potential for revenue. Because look, we all really want social media to be about connecting with people, but all of us, from the creators to the users, are still looking 
collectively and generally speaking, you may be different, to make money on the platform, right? A lot of times we create content, we want to be compensated for that. That's the kind of way we are living these days. It's very transactional. Very few people just say, hey, I want to make things just to make things or make things to be helpful. It's if I'm helpful and someone wants to collab, that's great. To be honest with you, there's a lot of things to unpack here. First is understanding what works and what doesn't. Uh, having a, a wherewithal from the creators of those match to say, hey, look, this is not uh, financially feasible and let's refocus our efforts and being able to build a brand new network on top of their technology and being able to say, let's relocate, let's have a new team that's a little smaller, a little more virile, more flexible. It's something that's always good to think about. Like if, let's say, you're a fashion person, you make different kinds of outfits and you decide to run a have a boutique right downtown and even though your fashions are top notch the foot traffic wasn't there justify a boutique it may be hard maybe a hard decision to close that physical store down and say look i'm just going to put my fashions online and a lot of people that make the effort to have a brick and mortar store uh, have felt that feeling before. But being able to say, look, it's more important that my work gets out there versus I have a storefront is an issue. And it's something that a lot of small business owners deal with. You know, I mentioned before in previous episodes, I sold stationery. And for a while, there was a talk to, there was a thought to have the books available exclusively at local shops. Um, but I said I wanted it to be an online experience. And then eventually it folded up. But when it wasn't folded, <laughs> it was going to be an essential, uh, essential online experience. But more importantly, it's, it's having the, the ability to look at different use cases for your product or service, right? Let's say you're a writer and you just have this magnum opus of, of doing a novel set in Middle Earth with dragons and kings and queens and all that. And you wrote your first book or even a series of books and it just it isn't clicking with an audience. You can't find an audience or no one's buying the books yourself. Does that mean to give up? Or maybe uh, your stories are just so vivid, you might just need the right illustrator to make it a graphic novel. And you still get your story across, you still get your writing across, but it's a whole different animal. A lot of times we're creators, and this is myself as well, we focus on what we see uh, the end result is way too much. And if something is not working towards that, then it doesn't really work out. In fact, I'll give you a personal story. I'll give you a personal story. It happened to me quite recently um, over with my creative project. And I, I always uh, like to shake my head because I always said I wasn't going to tell people about myself on the show. It's really about helping yourself. But maybe this example can help. I always wanted to be uh, a host of some sort. Uh, comedy is my thing. I like to give monologues. I really want to have uh, to be able to host interview shows or or variety shows in a, a comical but warm persona. At my digital position over at AfterBuzz TV, I am a host of the wrestling programs, uh, the unofficial after shows to a lot of the WWE content. And this week I had the opportunity to have a little bit of my own column, you know, my own uh, side uh, asides or screeds about the wrestling industry. And we're trying to figure out a name of it, right? We're trying to figure out what the name would be. And uh, the network decided on Flowbotomy. It's a play on my word, flow of voice, Flowbotomy. Now, not particularly my choice for that. Um, and in my brain, when I'm thinking about talking about wrestling content, I'm thinking I'm doing this in a comic bit in front of 
2,000 to 10,000 people at the local Orpheum, but having a show uh, with a cute branding, being able to broadcast my feelings to potentially billions of people on the internet, (laughs) even though the studio is just me, uh, was something I wasn't even considering. But maybe it's an opportunity in disguise. And so I went for it. Very, very, very similar to the, the Dub Smash situation. If not, if your product or technology or your service is not being served the way you have in your mind's eye, it takes a lot to say, well, I'm willing to try something else, to have a different way that would connect, that would click with someone while still getting your juice, your mojo out there. <laughs> you know, a lot of things you can learn from this. And I really suggest you guys check out the, the article on TechCrunch today uh, about that. Hey, hey, that's all the time we have on this edition of New Amsterdam Radio. Make sure you check out this episode and other episodes available wherever you stream. You know, we're talking Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. And now via Spreaker, these episodes are available on YouTube. So hooray for that. Until next time, my name is Slobo Voice and this city is yours. <laughs>